When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Andrew Ross. Now, uh, as anybody in the automotive aftermarket is truly aware, uh, the electric vehicle reality is coming home to roost initially in terms of uh, shops preparing for the cars coming in, making sure that they're trained, that they're uh, aware of the various challenges that these vehicles uh, bring to their shops. Some of them are unique. Some of them are ball joints and uh, brake pads, right? Uh, but in the mix of all of this is the need to kind of provide some assurance that the folks that are working on the cars uh, know uh, know how to do that uh, in a safe and reasonable and competent way because there are some differences, right? So with me today is Trish Saratoris. Trish is the uh, Senior VP of Communications for the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence, ASE. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast, Trish. Great. Thanks to be here, Andrew. Yeah. Now, uh, ASE has been around for a while. They're, they have some uh, testing and certification uh, inroads in Canada, certainly. We talked a little bit before. Uh, it's about a dozen, north of somewhere north of a dozen test centers here in Canada. You can check at ASE.com <laughs> to find out where those are for folks interested in pursuing ASE certification, uh, which is an ongoing uh, test of your capabilities and uh, competencies, because that changes too. But they just introduced an EV-related testing and certification program. Uh, so uh, first off, I, I guess it's maybe, a, maybe it's a dumb question, but why do we need a specific certification for EV service? Well, I think, as you said, um, the cars are coming out into the marketplace. They're still not huge percentage of the car park, but they're out there and our technicians are seeing them. And it is probably in addition to the diagnostic and servicing of them, we are very concerned to make sure that technicians and um, service professionals and, and office professionals understand the safety aspects of what's going on with these e-vehicles because it's different. Right. And, you know, we've had 100 plus years of getting used to internal combustion engines and we're still getting used to the whole EV side of things. So we wanted to be sure that we got that covered. Right. Well, I mean, how did this uh, come about? Did this, uh, you know, because ASC provides kind of an umbrella of certifications and we certainly see, you know, there's lots of courses out there and lots of trainers uh, bringing things to the fore. But, but what what uh, distinguishes what you're doing from kind of industry initiatives that we're seeing? Sure. Well, I think so. Let me back up just a little bit. You know, we EVs were kind of coming into the marketplace over the last several years um, in a slow way. So ASC started incorporating the um, service and repair and safety aspects of servicing EVs into the appropriate ASC tests that currently exist. So, um, you know, the electrical test would have information or questions regarding an EV um, servicing activity. And then we launched the L4, which is our hybrid electric uh, vehicle test. So we we wanted to uh, make sure that we covered the repair side of the fence. But as I said earlier, it was we the team and our board of directors felt it was very important to cover the safety side. 
So um, I would say about a year and a half ago, um, our board said, get on top of this and get something out there that we can provide to all of our constituencies, not just the technicians, because, you know, you got lot boys and you've got um, service managers and you got people walking around the service department. You got these these electric vehicles. We don't want them bumping into it. We don't want them touching it. We don't want them if there's an accident. We want them to know what to do. So we said, great. Um, that's a, a wonderful charge for us. So um, just like we do with all of the ASE uh, professional exams, we convened that panel of industry experts. So all those folks that have proprietary EV servicing things from the OE family, um, our aftermarket friends, um, we brought in um, first responders, you know, everybody who's had anything to do or touching the electric vehicle side. And we said, all right, here's what we want to do. We want to create a set of standards for safety in the shop for both everyone in the shop. And then we're going to dig down a little deeper for that, that service professional, that technician. So that took quite a while. I would say that was uh, probably about nine months of going through all of that, uh, going back to OSHA here in the United States, um, EPA, um, you know, making sure that the, you know, fire standards, everything that needed to be in there was in there. And it related to the automotive service repair side, right? Because first responders, that's a different story. Fire people, different story. So we got the standards together. And then as we do with any ASC tests, we bring those panel of experts back and we say, all right, here's the standards. Let's develop the test and, and write the test questions. So the result was um, three levels of certification that we're going to offer. The first level is a, um, a broad-based safety standard for anyone who works in a service repair facility to help them understand what EV is, where it is, what, what to do in a specific incident or activity, and um, how to handle the, the safety aspects of of being in a facility that has electric hybrid electric vehicles or high voltage electric vehicles. The second one deals with the technician side and helping them understand when they're working on the vehicle, what the safety issues are, personal protection. Um, again, you know, don't touch the orange wire appropriately, <laughs> you know, just things like that, but specifically for the technician. And then probably next year or shortly after that, we'll deal with the battery removal, replace and recycle issues. But um, we wanted to get these first two out um, and get them going um, and get some input. Right. Because we want to make sure we've we've hit the mark. Um, maybe, you know, different states or different countries will have different uh, things that we need to address. But we wanted to be sure that we at least got um, a consensus on the standards, which we think we have, and then get the test out and get some um feedback on the actual test items. Right. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, having been involved I mean, some years ago now, a little bit on the, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, referred to it as writing, writing the tests, actually creating the tests and, and the questions and what are appropriate. I mean, these are, these, these are uh, living, the tests are kind of a living uh, document, right? I mean, it's not just, oh, well, a bunch of guys in a lab decided that this is what it would be. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. These are evolutionary. You know, we we assume, even though we've already put the test out there, that we'll be reviewing it again very shortly because we'll get feedback saying, oh, that's not quite right. Or maybe you should have said it this way or, you know, just to fine tune it. And, and as electric and high, uh, high voltage vehicles continue to come into the marketplace, that will ultimately change how um, safety standards are driven in the service repair industry, and we'll address those in the test questions. 
Right, right. Now, what's your, what, I mean, you know, again, as I mentioned, I think at the outset, there are certainly a, a number of organizations that are, you know, creating programs to specifically uh, address uh, both the kind of service uh, uh, training, uh, as well as some standards. And, you know, there's usually some marketing uh, components to that too, to help, whether it's through banner program additions or, or individual standalone programs for uh, for the independent aftermarket shops and uh, and others uh, you know uh, in, in, you know who are going to be working in the aftermarket um, how, how do you see this playing out for for I guess first for, for maybe for service techs who who you know uh, are, are you know concerned about uh, you know maintaining their level of training and uh, certifications well uh, again like all of the ASC tests we provide the task list and the standards as open source, right? Because the industry helped develop it. We're a nonprofit. We're here for the good of the industry and the and the service repair um, individual. So we make, we will and have made those uh, safety standards and the task list available on our website. So we want people to look at those and either develop um, training based on those, if that is what they want to do, or use them to augment or accentuate the training they're currently already delivering. That way we can begin to build that baseline industry standard across the whole industry that says, all right, this is the minimum we want, right? And then, okay, if I'm working on this particular model or in this particular situation, I might have to go up a little bit um, and and there'll be training or um uh, information available at that point. But this way we can at least get the industry as a whole working off the same set of standards to make sure that our technicians stay safe. Right. Of course. Yeah. How, uh, how important is that um, industry standard? Well, given that um, we, we have such a plethora of um, things out there, right. You know, we have the aftermarket, we have the OEs, we've got um uh, you know, regulatory standards, we've, you know, we've got um, all, you know, provincial and, and statewide standards. I think it's helpful for the industry to be able to say, all right, we're going to start here, right? We're going to say, this is the uh, benchmark for what we need. And then we can either build on that or expand from that. And that, I think, allows the industry to have some credibility within the um, repair industry and also some comfort level for that customer, that car owner that says, okay, you know, they're just not, you know, pulling a book off the shelf and opening it up and they're going to fix my car. There's, you know, there's a, an industry standard set by an industry independent third-party organization out there that says, you know, we've collected the consensus and we're offering it to um, our constituency. Yeah. For, for, I mean, again, most, most of the inroads the ASC has made, I mean, it's where, uh, where it was formed. It have been in the U S of course. And um, uh, how, uh, you know, and our, our our system's a little bit different in Canada with our apprenticeship systems, and and uh, uh, you know, it was made probably earlier off the off the mark in, in that for a lot of different reasons. But how you know what place does kind of the ASC certification? I mean, I regularly, I mean, I see it all. I don't know that there's an ad, uh, you know, or a picture coming out of anybody that doesn't have the tech wearing his ASC patch, right? His right. or her or her. Uh, That's right. Say, That's right. Um, and we don't really see as much of that up here, but, uh, you know, is, is this an opportunity for uh, independent shops here to kind of take another look at ASC maybe? Uh, I think 
So, so, so two things again here. So the professional level tests, as you know, are offered um, through the Prometric Test Center network. And as you mentioned, we have about, you know, a dozen or so um, available in Canada. And um, my understanding is in, in Canada, you take your provincial license and then you don't necessarily go back for an additional test. The assumption is obviously you're doing ongoing training and keeping up to date. So from the professional level sides, the ASE certification test gives um, the technicians and their employers an opportunity to say, oh, oh have you really, right? H- have you really stepped up and, and continued that ongoing training? So that's that's one piece that we can be of value to um, the service industry um, in Canada. The um, EV tests, I'm happy to say, are on a brand new platform that we offer. So you can take them at home or in the office um, on your computer. So this really gives a chance for businesses to let everybody in the office get the certification, you know, have the technicians take it and they don't have to leave necessarily, or they can, you know, ask the individual to do it at home or on their lunch break. So we're trying, safety is so important in this area. We wanted to be sure that access was available to everybody. Right, right. Now it's a, it's, it's a, you know, a certification and, and, uh, and all that, but uh, is it, is it, I mean, how, how much prep should I have to do to, I don't want to fail. Right. So, sure, of course, we don't want that either. So the first thing would be to take a look at the task list, and they're available on our website, and I'll send you some links so that you can share them with uh, with your folks there um, and, and review them. Um, one would hope most of this is common sense. However, there, you know, there are some things that are specific to high-voltage vehicles that, that you would need to understand. But a good review of the task list, I think, will help most folks be very comfortable with it. We're, you know, we're not... We're not dealing with intermittent diagnostic problems here. You know, we're we're really you know dealing with um, how to be safe around these kinds of vehicles. Now, the technician one, you know, might be a little bit more in depth. Um, if a technician has not necessarily worked on a high voltage vehicle before, he might want to look at that task list. Maybe get, um, a, you know, take a, a look on the internet or or some uh, training that's given by his employer to see what might fit there. Again, we're focusing on the safety side you know, to make sure that the individual understands what's going on around that vehicle. Right, right. And and you mentioned, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, always uh, go in prepared, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. as I, I recall from many years ago, I said when I, I was helping to work on uh, the parts uh, specialist uh, test uh, creation, um, yes. and, and that, uh uh, you know, there were there was uh, a number of folks who figured they'd be able to just just challenge it and not kind of be prepared, and were sometimes taken a little bit aback by uh, some of the complexity of the questions, even at that level. And this is quite some time ago now. Um, so you know, prepare if you're a tech, prepare, right. or try right. to, you know, look look at some things. Um, yes. But 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 what's the aspiration for this moving forward in this program? Are there you know I know there are like a number of levels of tests for. You know the con- conventional, uh, you know technicians existing. Is this going to be like a separate stream, or is it going to be incorporated into, uh, you know, your technician uh, certifications? I mean, how how do you see this playing? So, so it is an ASC certification. It it's just being delivered on a different platform. And again, the goal there is access. You know, obviously, um, it's a lot harder for the lot boy or the office person or the service manager to get out and go to a prometric test center. Um, you, you know, that's just time away from work and, and, and same for the technician. So we, we wanted to try and make this accessible um, for the individual. And as I said, we're going to add the battery 
um, uh, certification tests very shortly. So that'll expand it to, to three tests. Um, and I think the good news about this is now we can explore other opportunities to offer um, ancillary tests that might have value to our constituency on this platform, again, without having to force them to, um, you know, leave the workplace to, to do so. Technology is kind of caught up to the whole testing and certification world uh, in a nice way. Um, we can, while the tests are not proctored, they will have security behind them. You know, we will be watching, you know, those keystrokes and, and you know, visibility. We will have random check-ins to say, oh, are you still Andrew? Well, you know, tell me who, you know, you know, so we'll, we will have that um, built into the, the process. So I think, um, you know, one of the complaints we hear is, oh, I got to go to that test center every five years, yada, yada. Well, you know, in this case, we've decided to make it easier for you. And no, you don't have to go to the test center. Right, right. Is that looking like, that sounds like it might be a model for the future for the ASC. I think it has value. I think, um, you know, um, like anything, you, you want to have products that fit every piece of your um, workplace. And, and also, you know, we've got this, the first time test takers, we always encourage go to the test center. That way you can confirm that you are you and your employer is comfortable with that. And now we have our mobile app for the automobile test where you can recertify using your cell phone. And now we'll have the, um, uh, the certification tests on our, our new platform here. And now, if you hadn't heard, we are have introduced um, what we call remote proctoring for the um, professional level series, where if you want to recertify, you can use our remote proctoring platform. It requires a little bit about what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So Prometric, our partner, um, offers an opportunity for you to um, take the ASE tests in your home, um, um, but only the recertification tests. It's a little complicated because, again, there is some proctoring going on and environmentally, we want to be sure that your testing area is clean. So, for example, you'll have to pick up your camera or your laptop and do a 360 around to make sure that you you don't have any textbooks behind you um, or you don't have your dog lying at your feet. Um, well, my, dog, my dog right. can help me with my ASE testing that, right. You know, right. exactly. on, on him or her, but yes. I, right. well, yes, you're not yeah. petting your you dog and suddenly... Yeah, you can have a room filled with filled with all of your friends who are being like, it's B, it's C. It's, yes, exactly. It's right. Right. So um, so that's a squeak challenging because, you know, for most people, you have things on your walls like you do in your, your facility here. And, and also, um, you know, we laugh. We have uh, one guy took it in his uh, master bathroom because that was the only room where he didn't have anything else going on. So but it is an opportunity and, and it, it, there's no additional charge to, to test in that that manner you just need to be prepared to perhaps do a little clutter cleanup shall we say um right, right. Yeah. but it's still yeah but it does speak to is that for any folks out there who might be concerned that doing it online just doesn't have the weight and you know people might try to game Ooh. the system but oh, that, yeah. you know ase is very serious about the the uh, integrity of those certifications right absolutely for 50 plus years that has been our philosophy that we want to be sure that you can stand behind the credential you've earned. And the only way to do that is make sure that the security around it is solid. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's a good, good note to end on standing yes. by the security and integrity of uh, certification. Uh, Trish Serator from ASE. Uh, thank you so much, Trish. Now, if you're looking to find out a little bit more about the uh, EV uh, uh, certifications, uh, check the show notes on this. We'll put some links in there uh, so that you can uh, easily access the tasks list, task lists uh, and, and all of that. Um, also, of course, there's a whole battery of other tests for technicians, uh, light vehicle technicians, heavy truck uh, technicians, Got them all. Uh, part specialists, uh, uh, consultants, and yep. all, all yep. of that. Uh, if you're looking to, uh, you know, uh, provide an incentive to upgrade your skills, it's good for that. If you're as an individual, if you're looking to have something that you can show prospective future employers or your own employer uh, that you're on the game, uh, also good there too. And you know, that's a nice little blue patch too. So Absolutely. This is the personal pride in achieving that. Absolutely. Uh, excellent yes. stuff. All right. Thanks everyone. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thanks Trish for joining us on the podcast. Pleasure. Thanks. Take care everyone. And, Bye-bye. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you all next time on the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast. You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.